to wish you all the best, a personal podcast about modern dating. I'm Scott Simmons, I'm your host. Thank you for um, tuning in. Um, I'll be real quick here. Uh, this is a long one. Uh, my guest, Chad Phillips, for this episode. Connected to Chad through a friend. Um, he had listened to a few episodes of the podcast um, and had some ideas, had a lot of thoughts. Um, he's given this whole thing a lot of thought. Mostly what I'm really proud of in this episode. Um, I, I really, I, a lot of what I do with this with this podcast is trying to encourage men to have these vulnerable conversations. I know when I have these conversations, I often don't feel like I have a template or I don't have examples, or at least not a lot of examples in my life for how to have these conversations. And sometimes it's just a matter of like clumsily jumping in and going for it. Um, and I'm sure that's true for everyone. Uh, but I think for men, uh, for some men, that's particularly the case. So I'm really proud that, that I got to hop, hop on a call with Chad and just sort of jumped into it. Um, I will say one of the things that I think I was most struck by uh, when talking with Chad, and, and you'll hear us talk about this a little bit in the conversation, um, but I was really struck by his 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 intuition, his, his faith in his own gut. Um, I found that really inspiring. It gave me a lot of, um, it gave me the opportunity to kind of uh, look at myself about how much I trust my own insight with this stuff. It's really important with dating, with, you know, uh, friendship relationships in general, but certainly for dating. Um, so yeah, I, Chad really gave me a lot to think about there and I really appreciated that. So um, you'll hear us kind of go all over the place in this episode. I think, you know, I am an amateur podcaster. My my podcast hosting skills are, are still, uh, I'm still building those. So um you know, so I, I don't think it's like the, the best shaped conversation ever, uh, but I almost don't care. I, I had so much fun talking with him and um, the conversation kind of goes all over the place and I personally really enjoyed it. So I hope you do too. Um, and yeah, uh, 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 let's get into it. Here's, here's my conversation with Chad. All right, Chad. Uh, hello. Hello, sir. Welcome to Wish You All The Best. Um, uh, yeah, let's get into it, man. I um, so you you reached out for mutual friends, did um, and uh, uh, I I kind of want to start from if it's okay with you this place of like challenge. I'm so curious. It's it yeah. sounds like from your from what you've written to me, our experiences <clears throat> and our approaches to mm. modern dating are a little different, which I think is great. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd love to. Um, well, let me back up a little bit. First, can I give you a chance to say hello? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, but yeah, let's get into how yeah, we see things differently. I would love bit. to set just a little self context or something. So yeah, please do, please do. Some, Take some the idea floor. of like who I am as a person. So I was actually thinking about how what the best way to, to attack this was, and I, I I came upon this idea of like sort of three different um, areas of that I inhabit, like maybe roles or personalities that come out of me. The first one is a geek personality. So the way I make money, I'm a, I'm a, I own a small business. It's a telecom business. It's very geeky. I do programming and systems architecture. Um, cool. And since AI broke, like ChatGPT in particular, I've kind of gone real deep on that. Um, so just to tag that we we may want to play with uh, AI and dating, like what we think about the oh, impact on dating that could be because I've I've got a, I've got a lot to say about AI. I haven't specifically thought about AI and dating, but I'm pretty sure if we just dig into it, there could be some cool stuff there. So Let's that's, that. yeah. yeah, that's like the geek side of me. Then there's the artist part of me, which is like 
totally different than the geek part of me. And that's like, I've played, played music for a long time. And recently in about the last two and a half years, I've sort of taken on what I would call a life as art project where in, in January of 2021, I was living in a like comfy little condo community in Portland, Oregon. And I just decided like, I want to do something different. And so I bought a piece of raw land in Western Maine. I arrived in May of 2021. And when I say raw land, I mean, there was nothing on, there's no power, there's no water, there's no driveway, woods, right? Amazing. road, and then woods. And so um, as you know, a couple examples is um, I slept in my car for the first five and a half months while I was like building a driveway and getting my first place up, you know, I mean, I still, I use a composting toilet system, which to put it blankly means like I poop in a bucket and cover it with sawdust. Wow. Um, I haul my, all my own water in there, you know, for power, I basically either burn oil lamps or just haul in battery powered stuff for my tools. And, um, and I, I say it's life as art because, because I produce a, a bunch of YouTube videos and Instagram content around it. And I, I'm kind of coming at it from a specific angle, which I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually curious because I haven't given this much introspection, but like how much this piece of my life, you know, this sort of personal challenge I've taken on with homesteading uh, has Im impacted me in terms of like how I see intimacy. But what I can say briefly is like my working premise when I got there was I wanted to strip down to my ability. Okay. I wanted to strip down, strip myself down to, to as close to like basic survival as I could. And since I'm not survivor, man, I would, you wouldn't put me naked in the woods with a knife. Like I'd die. So Within my <laughs> skill set, right? I just sure. I got as close as I could to basic survival, and that was like my initial premise. And what's come from that is this sort of uh, I got call it um, a hypothesis that's similar to the way salt, sugar, and fat used to be this like genetic thing we craved, and now we can have as much of it as we want, and it kind of screws us up. I right. I kind of think um, comfort and convenience is a similar where. Way back in the day when it was really, really hard, com seeking comfort and convenience was like a literal like biological survival key that you would key into that because it would help your survival. But now we can right. kind of have as much as we want. And I yeah. personally think we've sort of peaked. Like if you look at like amount of sure. comfort and convenience and then vitality would be my sort of like my X, Y axis. And, and at some point we got a certain amount of comfort and convenience and any more, and we were actually going to lose vitality. And I, in my opinion, I can say personally that I, I had headed down the other side, you know, and by actually removing comfort and convenience from my life, I've recovered a certain kind of vitality. So just, um, just a perfect, just to give you a really like hilariously perfect example, yeah. I shower outside in Maine okay. year round, which means in it January, cold in Maine. <laughs> it's the coldest, the coldest day I've showered outside is six degrees. So now I'm That's not out impressive. there for a half hour, but I mean, it's a Navy shower, but I'm out there with, you know, room temperature water and, and under 20 degree weather all the time. And it's, uh, it's intense, but when I'm done, I just feel so lit up. I feel so alive. And that's like a perfect example of, of a way, like when I started doing that, it was super hard. And now it's just more like, it's a sensation instead of the yeah. suffering. And, and, and because I've been able to to change that in my experience, I just experienced massive amounts of vitality. And I could give half a dozen examples like that, but that's the, you know, the overarching concept is I'm selectively finding ways to remove comfort and convenience with the goal of actually increasing my vitality. And it's an experiment, right? Sometimes I overshoot sure. <laughs> and I'm still trying to calibrate in different areas, but uh, yeah, it's, okay. it's been pretty, pretty rewarding. 
So, I love that. I, yeah, yeah. And and I want I want to, I want to get this in early and often. So life is art. The way you're doing this, your home setting thing. Um, you've got a YouTube channel. Yes. Folks can go to life to live dot one o n e. Yes. Spelled life out. Life to O-N-E. live dot Okay. And what's in the YouTube channel is called Life to Live. Uh, if you go to life to live dot one and click on follow, there's all my social media links there. So that's okay. Probably, okay, that's okay. probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, yep. and okay, and, and, and I'm really interested in this vitality versus comfort and convenience dynamic. Let's put a pin in that as I well. I could talk for a long time about that. Let, let me let me introduce this sort of last area of my like my personality. The third. Yeah. So the yeah, third please. one Thank is you. just is just growth. Like I've just been addicted to personal growth my entire life. I've done countless, you know, I don't know if I could say you name it, I've done it, but I mean I've done a lot of a lot of stuff. I've taken a lot of workshops, I've done a lot of trainings, I've got a lot of certifications, I've done various kinds of therapy, uh, you know. I've tried mind altering drugs for growth, like a lot of different things. Right. And I I kind of always am looking to find new ways to be able to like get more potent in that way, you know, to, 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 to get more awareness, to get more um, capacity to hold emotional intensity or whatever it might be. So, and that, that definitely like if we, if we get into my specific journey around intimacy and like the, the baggage I brought and how I, how I've kind of been able to, shed it over time that the personal growth piece is a key for sure yeah i mean i would i would love to hear that story if you're, yep. if you're willing to share brother absolutely um cool yeah so yeah that's, i love that that's growth what i would mindset. say for for intro i i'm happy to answer any other questions too or we can we can dive into some of the other dating topics that you're like, oh i should i'm sorry i did miss one thing just specifically yeah. in terms of um of, of, of like the like the the context of your podcasts, which I yeah. I think of as online dating. I think you might you might have framed it like modern dating, and I kind of think sure. of it as online dating. And one of the sure. reasons I contacted you is I listened to like I probably listened to six or seven total of your podcasts. But oh, thank you right, so much. Yeah, of course. Right away when I when I, li- I have to say after I listened to the first one, I'm like I just started thinking about my own dating experience. I'm like my God, the first time I did online dating was 2000. So I've been in the online dating community in one way or another for 23 years. I mean, it's like kind of hard to find somebody that's been doing it longer than me, yeah. you know, and I've, I've messaged hundreds of women, you know, had messages, hundreds of women probably had, yeah. I don't know, 30 to 35 dates. I, I mean, I didn't, a lot of them didn't turn into dates, but I probably at least 30 to 50 dates, several yeah. girlfriends, um, you know, lots, many of those who have turned into life, lifelong friends, things like that. So I've just had it. And I've, you know, I haven't tried tons and tons of apps, but I've had some experience with different ones. And certainly I can talk about how, maybe how things have changed too, since way back in the beginning. So, yeah. So um, yeah, there's probably lots of good stuff in there and I'll, I'll stop. Um, I think that's enough context. <laughs> no, I love it. Chad, thank you. Thank you so much for all of that. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm making a note. I've got a pin in AI and dating, which could be interesting. Um, the apps, how it's changed over the years. I've been on them for a long time too. I think it would be great to sync up and like talk about that and like how, like, uh-huh. like thinking back on what they were like before, that could be a great conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I do, I do want to get back to the thing that we were talking yes. about as we, as we were kicking 100%. off. I was, I'm, it's alive for me now, so I'm happy to go into it. Yeah. Yeah. You seem really excited about this. And, and, and so it sounds to me like we see a lot of uh, the, the dating apps or modern dating a little bit differently. So I'm curious to yes. know, um, and I guess you've listened to a few pods, so you have like have. my experience from I that. Have. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to know where we're different, how, how, how the yeah. lens you see this through, how are we seeing it differently? I, I'm super curious. Okay. So I believe the first episode I listened to was your solo episode 
it was kind of a complete walkthrough of how you do the dating apps. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's kind of like an hour yeah. long. You just really like, you know, here's me- here's how I do messaging. Here's how I, you know, here's yeah. how you take pictures, like the whole sort of soup to nuts. Lots of strategy, <laughs> I guess I would say. Right. Yeah. And I'm listening to it and like, okay, a couple of things about it. One was like, I, I, I enjoy the amount of detail and strategy you bring. I'm going to have more to say about strategy, but I just want to say like, I want to, I want to acknowledge that you're very thoughtful about it, you know? And so I, that, that oh, was cool to see. Um, it, and also the, the other one, that was one of the main things I noticed. And one of the other main things that I noticed was you, you just seem to have had, I'm not sure if I want to call it a bad experience or like, you just kind of hate dating apps. Like it's sort of my, if I'm going <laughs> to bottom line and it's like, he really doesn't like these things. Like he's had not had, he kind of forces himself to do it but it's like a crappy experience, but it seems like the only way to do it. So that am I, am I painting that at all accurately? I mean, I, I, that's a great question. That's a really good question. I, I think, I think I see them as kind of, I don't want to say a necessary evil. The, 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 the sort of too cute thing I say about the dating apps is that like the good news is you can meet a thousand people that you would otherwise never meet. Yes. The bad news is you can meet a thousand people that you would otherwise <laughs> never meet. Right. And yes. the devil's kind of in the details. Yes. Um, I do. I mean, I, 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 I well, yeah, I, I, I have, well, so a lot of that, that episode and a lot of the podcast, I think um, comes from my experience dating in a very different city than where I am now. Yeah. And, and a lot of the past, past six, six months has been, very interesting for me mm. um, because shifting my location, whether it was because a shift in mindset or whether it was just like luck or whether it was like, like who knows, but, right. but that has, um, so it's different now in some moved way for me. Yeah. So it's, it's diff- very different now, which, which I could really dig into, Cool, but, but, but put I do not in, mean to, let's, in- let's put a pin in that too. Cause I'm very curious about how it's changed for you. Because of course, okay. my, I have this snapshot in my head of that when you did that podcast. I'm like, this is how Scott sees it. It's pretty fucking dark, you know. <laughs> but you're not wrong. I, okay. I, I, I definitely, okay. okay. I don't mean to invalidate that take. I do think the things that I don't like about the dating apps. I think for a lot of people, um, and you're you're a very handsome dude, and I I I do okay, right? But I, I in my experience, for I think the dating apps make it so that. Digital marketing is now a required skill for modern dating, and I I don't think I love that. I I think that 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 might just be I might just be getting old and cranky, mm-hmm. but like I kind of don't like that shift. And I think there are yeah. a lot of people out there who, you know, digital marketing or, or those those skills being online, having a social media presence, you know, knowing how to take pictures, knowing how to be funny in, in text when someone mm-hmm. has no context. Like, I don't know that those skills are things. I think those are things that I've learned because I've told myself like, okay, well, if I want to do this, I got to do this. Um, but I think I'm not sure that those are things. I'm not sure that those skills that I've learned are things that are going to help me be in a healthy, awesome, mm. you know, growing, uh, uh, connection, whatever kind of relationship it ends up being, sure, you know? Okay. I won't disagree. And I, I do. I think I'm a little bitter about that. In general, I'm like mad at the universe that like everyone's yeah. had to learn online marketing in order to like, well, I think, you know, may, may, um, the only thing I'm going to maybe 
say I disagree. I'm disagree. I'm just going to add a, a piece in, which is hit you, me with it. You and I are of an age where we we had experiences before the internet. You know, I was 25 when and pretty a pretty early adopter when the internet came around. And of course, it was like yeah. five more years before I started dating. And so I know what it's like to use a rotary phone and all those things that old people talk about. You know, yeah. yeah but yeah. I suspect that people that were born and raised in the internet probably don't have that same kind of grumpiness about it because there's just no other way. You know what I mean? It's just, that's very it fair. Just, it just were, is. Yeah. So they but, were born you know, in it and molded by it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. However, there are still people alive who, are, you know, such as ourselves. And so I think it's a fair topic to talk about. Um, okay. So I, I feel like I got a gen, I did get a general sense of how your dating experience was. And I'm curious to know, like maybe in a little bit, we can go into how it is now. Sure. But what I'll say is like the, it literally was the thing that motivated me to contact you is I'm listening and I'm like, I'm just, there's a, this internal part of me, like almost screaming, like that is not sure. my experience. <laughs> like it's, you know, I have not had uh, like massive amounts of bad experiences. I have not felt like mat giant amounts of resistance to every single part of the process. Now I will concede that there are things about that. I've, I have had some bad experiences and there are things about the online dating system that, you know, they're not my favorite, but it doesn't equate to God, I have to do this. This sucks. I'm going to make myself do it because I have to, you know, it's more like, so if I, if I just, let's just break, like, just think of it like a pie chart of the dates I've had. There's a lot more to talk about besides date, but just the pie chart of the dates I've had. I've yeah. had, you know, a handful of just like mind-blowingly spectacular. Let's just even talk about first dates. Handful sure. of mind-blowingly spectacular first dates a slightly larger group of like good first dates. So those are kind of small in the pie chart, a very big piece of the pie chart, which is like, that was fine. Right. It wasn't yeah. bad. It was just like the person, they're a nice person. There was no yeah. energetic connection. I have, I don't even have any draw to them as a friend or more, if I'm honest with myself, it was, but it was fine. Like, you know, it was, it's a waste of yeah. time. If I have a goal, it's not a waste of time. If I'm just being present and enjoying myself like that, you know, totally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's the biggest part of the pie chart. And then there's a small part where I've never had a stalker or anything, but I've had a couple of people that were pretty weird, you know? Yeah. So I, yeah but yeah. that's also small. I'd say the size of the spectacular and the, and the really weird are about the same. And, and a major part of that pie chart is like fine. And so yeah. I guess there's different ways to feel about that. You know, I don't, to me, I feel like, well, that's not a bad experience. It's just a bunch of fine experiences. Lot, yeah, there's a lot of just fine experiences in life, you know. So yeah, that's a lot of life, right? Yes, totally. And 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 you know, every once in a while, I'm hitting a home run. Like I have people that in my life that are friends; they'll be friends for the rest of my life. And I'm like, I never would have met them had I not gone on a date with them. And some of them were yeah. like, we go on our first date, and it's just, nope, this is not a match. But you're really cool. Like, let's hang out. I got into a band that way. I played in a like a kind of a cover band for five years because I met the lead singer, and they were looking yeah. for a bass player. And instantaneously, we're like, not a dating match. But then we could yeah. talk and we're like, you're just so cool, you know? And so that's even that, like, even if I never found anybody romantic, the fact that yeah. I have met these great friends is a positive outcome. So that, so those, so that from that angle, just the dates and the outcomes of the dates have been fine with some home runs, maybe if I'm going to put it, you know, and then I could, I could talk equally about some of the other components, the, 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 the profile preparation, the messaging, there's a, there's ways I kind of hold it that, that aren't like horrible and stressful. They're just, 
they're mostly fine and some of it's great. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I definitely want to dig into all that because, okay. because I like that a lot. And I got to tell you off the top of my head, what I want for like the, you know, the three listeners I have or whatever, what I, what I don't let me let you get out of here without okay. getting out of you, like your approach, because, because what I'm feeling from you right now is like, you've got kind of like a positive energy and a positive approach to this that lets mm-hmm. you think about dating in terms of like the dates that you actually go on, which yes. I love. And I want to steal that from you because I would say, I would say ballpark, the date, the actual dates that I've gone on. I think my pie chart is probably, oops, got my pencil. Um, my pie chart is probably similar. Mm. I think, I don't know. I'd have to sit down and really chew on it, but, but for right, right now, let's say ballpark similar. I mean, mm. look, I, I met my ex-wife on OkCupid and she's an absolutely wonderful human being. My favorite being. dating app, by the way. That's been my favorite okay, by a long shot. Not even close. A thousand percent, yes. A thousand the percent, questions yes. questions are just the best. You could write a, a book. It's just the best, you know? Yeah. yeah. A, a thousand percent, yes. Let, let's get into that when we talk about apps over the years, if we get to that. Cause, sure. But I, I suspect we agree. Um, I, I think for me, the part that, that I, and I think this is what you were getting at, but I think this is where I want to go. The part that for me that, that I've really found testing, that, mm. that where I really need like someone to just sort of buck me up and, and where I thought to myself like, man, I wish somebody was out there like making content or writing a book or like doing something being like, hey, I know like the, the, the getting to the date part really sucks. I find that part really difficult because it's, it's the swiping and the messaging and the mm. creating profiles um, and the feeling for, for me, I don't know if you you feel this way, but like I feel like the dating apps are addictive. I feel my 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 hand pick the phone up, mm-hmm. and when I've got them installed, my thumb will just go. We'll just mm. go click on the app. I want to see who's saying hi to me. Like the pull of like, well, I just want to see who's out there. Like right. the possibility of that match for me, if I'm honest, is like it's a lot. And and mm. I I really um, I don't want to say resent. Maybe resent is the word. I I, I really don't enjoy like feeling that out of control. And so I, I just right. nuke them. I get them off my phone and I, and I set really strong rules for myself about around like, this is, this is my strategy is about like, like you heard on that episode. I, I like for two weeks I go, okay, this is when I think I can go on dates. I'm going to work <clears> backwards <throat> from there. I'm going to swipe for two weeks. I'm going to message for one week. And like, and I, and I shut them off at a certain point. Like yeah. once I get one or two folks who wants to maybe go, who, who, who want to maybe chat off off of the app and text or whatever mm-hmm. um i'll nuke the apps just talk to those folks see where it goes right. because if i if i just leave the apps on my phone they just keep kind of nudging me they keep pulling me in so right. so I, I guess i'm curious to know yeah so i'm gonna try a reframe yeah. we'll see if i it will see if you agree with me or not so let's do it are you familiar with tristan harris do you know who that you know he is he's yeah. like okay so center for humane technology yeah exactly you know the social dilemma that stuff so yeah, yeah. you know like one of his framings that I really like is like when you, when you anywhere, you go to Google apps, whatever, when you connect, it's like you human with massive cognitive biases and blind spots connecting to a supercomputer. You're completely yeah. outmatched. Right. And so, yeah. so I like you're framing like the dating apps are addictive. I'm, I, my frame is wider. It's just like, there's all kinds of different, experiences out there in social media, any kind of social media is definitely that way, but probably Amazon and like on and on and on where they're hacking your brain because you're a limited uh, human and they have supercomputers and AI going at it, uh, you know, tricking you into baiting you into these feelings that you're talking about because what they care about is attention in order that you spend money. Right. And so in a way it's, 
it's kind of like there's something about there's something like I don't want to blame the dating apps. I think it's a larger problem. It's it's just it's sure. really like yeah, it's really it's at least a social media problem, and the dating apps live inside of that, you know. And so, a thousand percent agree. Yeah. Then yeah. then there's then there's you know we can talk about so in in my mind the strategy should be more wide. It should be wider. So for example, I post on YouTube, I post on Instagram for my homesteading stuff. I have yeah. zero subscribe. I have I'm sorry. I have subscribers to people to subscribe to me. I have subscribed to no one on Instagram. I don't use Facebook. I mean, the only thing I can yeah. say I'm addicted to somewhat is YouTube. That that one's got me a little bit because I, sure. I it, it recommends good videos. But I just I kind of I mean it's a similar strategy to yours is the delete, you know, delete it is I I just don't go there. I don't give the supercomputer the opportunity, right? So that's part of it. But I think the other part of it is just accepting if you're going to interact with it, a bit of that's going to happen. So, yeah. so that's where, and I think that might be where the difference in the approaches we have might. Sure. That, that, that might, I'm, I'm very curious, you know, cause I'm happy to talk about how I see it and I, and how it's different. And I'm, I'm also like, I'm not sure if you're going to be satisfied with my answer. <laughs> but I can, I can take a crack at it. Right. Yeah, please. No, no, man. I'm, I'm just happy to have the conversation. Okay, I'm okay. definitely not. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I, I want to, I want to, it's, it's going to seem come from kind of out of left field, but I'll, I'll bring it back into what we're, we're talking about now. So I would love, I to, love, a journey. I would love to tell go. you a little short story that then I think I can kind of package as sort of like a main framing of mine for, for this whole online dating experience. So in 2016, I, I uh, house sat for a friend. And part of the condition of me getting to stay in their house for free was they had a dog and I needed to take care of the dog. The dog's name is Ruby. Ruby is a little, tiny little, like whatever, like a big cat-sized dog, right? And she was kind of like a miracle dog because I kid you not, she literally got run over by a UPS truck, like completely over by the back wheel and made a full recovery. No like limping, no injuring, no, you know, no lingering injuries. It was literally a miracle, right? Okay. And this was so all that all of my interacting with her was post post miracle. Okay. So, you know, part of that part of me taking care of her is, is going taking her to do her business. Right. So we have this little trail that we'd go down. It was kind of this sort of routine We go down the trail, get to this little open area and I'm holding her leash. And she's like she's like walking and sniffing in like a three foot circle. Right. And it wasn't like one lap. She would do a while, you know, she would go. She would just lap and lap and lap. And at first it was just weird and then after a while i'm like go <laughs> like just go to like you're gonna you're gonna go to the bathroom right there we do it every day what what's with the and then you know probably on time number 20 i'm watching her and i'm feeling that impatience and a light bulb goes off and the light bulb the thought was literally oh i totally do that N not like walk in a circle and sniff before i poop but i mean like i do things in my life. I take, I, I have strategies where I can't see the larger context and I just behave inside of them. And, you know, and, and it's like literally the impatience for me and her completely went away. It's like, Oh, we're on the same team. It's just, I can, I can now see that I do the same thing that you do. So we're cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, sure. the, so the, like the, the, the frame that that creates for me is I think of like that behaving or that thinking about what you have to do is like, that's like, you can, you could consider that strategy. And then this larger context, 
that you're not aware of is like blind spots, you know? Yeah. It's like literally something that you are subject to that you cannot hold in your awareness as an object, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, and this, this, this may not be, I mean, I, when I listened to your podcast, it felt like a huge difference and maybe, maybe it's not, but so I will just state flat out, like I'm not anti-strategy, right? Yeah. I mean, having a good strategy is better than having a bad one, but having a great strategy when you are completely controlled by your unconscious mind is pointless, right? <laughs> so, so I'm much more focused sure. on and interested in using my awareness to find those things that are like behind my vision that I'm subject to and bringing them out in front of me so that I can see them, you know, and th therapy is an example of that. Um, yeah. there's, and I've done tons of personal growth work and those kinds of things are part of what pr produces that for me. So to just kind of loop back because I'm saying all that to say, like, I, I think because I see things that way, I don't spend a ton of time on strategy. I don't spend zero time on strategy, but I'm kind of yeah. like the 80-20, like let me take 20% of the behaviors that'll give me 80% of the result. And that's enough. That's enough thinking stra about strategy. Beyond that, any fine tuning I'm doing, I, that, that time would be better spent just looking for my own blind spots <laughs> and, and fixing sure. those. Okay. Does that, make, sure. does that make sense? So that's, it does. that's kind of my overall approach. And so when I've, when I've listened to your podcast, I'm like, there is so much strategy here. And like 80% of this, I wouldn't use because yeah. I wouldn't spend my time on that. I would spend my time trying to figure out where I'm missing something in my, in my awareness. Right. And yeah, they're all fair. good pieces of strategy. So I can't even say like, this is a bad strategy. It's just a lot, you know, it is a lot. lot. It's a lot. <laughs> That's fair. I think that's a good question. Okay. So I think a lot of the reason that I sort of sat down and like put, you know, you know, pen to paper metaphorically and, mm -hmm. and like figured out a, a, an approach for using the apps um, was because I found myself um, like when I, when I just used them the way that they that they were encouraging me to use them. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, it was kind of addictive and it was, um, yes. it wasn't producing. Uh, I, I found that I was getting into a state where like just this, the, the experience of using the apps was putting me in a place where I wasn't like being my best self. I wasn't like really opening myself to the possibility of meeting some random woman from the internet and like maybe seeing if there's something there, you know, like mm. actually being, open to a human connection, meeting someone new. And I'm sure a lot of that is built. A lot of that comes from, you know, personal stuff that I'm working on. Like so so be, be can I ask, can I ask just curious, like, yeah. are, are, so it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, but some of the strategies are kind of meant of the ones you've employed are kind of meant to act as a counterweight to this sort of fallible human versus supercomputer problem that we were just talking about. Is that right? Like, Yes. I don't, I don't want to be an yes. attention monkey for these people. So I'm going to put these strategies in place too. So I don't fall into that trap. Is that a fair assessment? I think, I think that's fair. So, so yeah, I think that is fair. And like, also, I think, I, I, I do think, so I think the apps can be very difficult. It can be, and maybe you're proving me wrong here, but I think mm. they can be difficult for men and for women in very different ways. And I, I think a part of, I, I guess in using the apps, I found myself having empathy 
for not only myself, but for other men using the apps, mm. as I was having these curiosities around like, how does this thing work? Like, how is this supercomputer manipulating me? Like, what what is the landscape for how I'm meeting people? And and when I started talking to people about the apps, mostly it was women, because mostly women are the ones who want to talk to you about like dating relationships, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but even then, just like learning the, the, the different women's experiences on the apps, I sort of began to realize that like, oh, like there's a lot of things about this that I sort of wish that someone had told me earlier. And I guess some of the, to get back to the strategy, some of the strategies that I, that I talk about or that I try to use um, are, are, are things that I'm just kind of like cobbling together based on this like continually evolving understanding of like how the system works. Um, because I, I guess I felt like when I first, when I first got back on the apps after my, um, after I had sort of, uh, gone through my divorce and was ready to get back out there, um, I, and I had used the apps a bunch before, okay, Cupid back in the day. Um, but it's sort of the apps during and after COVID lockdown, I feel like, um, changed or and this gets back to my, my move, but like in my experience was it was, it was a lot different. It was a lot faster, a lot higher numbers, um, a lot more rejection, a lot more, I felt a lot more, um, um, it just felt like more of a grind, if that makes sense. I just realized um, what might be a key difference between the two of us. So sure. I have almost never used like if we're going to say the word app and it's in its sort of definitional context, it's like the app, an application on your phone. Right. Sure. Oh yeah. I don't, I generally don't use those. I, I, hadn't, oh. I hadn't thought it was much of a strategy. It's just like a preference. I, I just use their web version. Oh. And it's just, you know, it's, and the, my, the thing I hinge was the last thing I tried. And the, the, the main thing I hated about it was they don't have an, a web app. You have to use like the app. Yeah. And that is different. I would agree. Cause now you're, you know, you either have alerts on or off and if you have them on, then you're, 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 you become the attention monkey. But if, when I stuck to just using the web version, it's just it's yeah. a very different experience. I could get, if I got alerts, they were an email. I check them when I check my email. They're not like nagging me. Right. So yeah. it, it's I funny that. that you say, it cause I hadn't, it really isn't a, it wasn't a strategy. It was just a preference. I was just, it's yeah. just sort of a natural preference for me. I, I'd much rather be on my computer typing on a keyboard than I would fussing with my thumbs on a phone. But that probably would make a difference, honestly. You know? Yeah. I mean, I. So that's interesting. That's awesome. I. So I. Hmm. I used. Back when I met my. Back when I was on Okie Cupid. Uh, they didn't have the the phone app. Like it was just the website. Uh -huh. um, right. This is back in the day. Um and that definitely was different. I, I, I guess I feel like when I'm trying to match with people and when I'm trying to get to figuring out as best as I can, if we should meet up, like basically the like app to text message transition, if you will. Um, I think I tend to do that on a phone. Huh? You know, I, I, I think I tend to think that like my best chance of getting a chat with someone is being able to respond back to them pretty quickly when they, when they chat at me. Okay. We're, I want to, I want to pause this right here and say, that's a perfect yeah. example of something. I just don't think about that at all. Like in terms of like strategy, 
I have zero. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure where we want to go from there, but it's just, I, I definitely wanted to, to flag that because I, I absolutely, I'm just, yeah, I'm assuming, I, I do think that there's quite a few things that, well, okay, well, let me just, I'm going to kind of paint this little picture and see if it kind of helps our, our course direction here. So I do think that, I mean, I, I, I agree mostly with your assessment that it's digital marketing. I could also, and I will say some, some more things about that, that I think might make it a little more fun. Sure. <laughs> Not so owners. Um, oh, I may have lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I do actually, I would love to, to dig into like the chatting right away thing. That's a, that's a very like tactical short term uh -huh. thing, but I think it's something that a lot of men, um, uh, 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 wrestle with or are curious about like your, mm. and it is very tactical and it is very strategy, but like, yep. you know, if somebody, cause I, in my experience, what happens a lot is you message somebody on an app mm. and they just never get back to you. You just get left on red and you just never hear that response, which is okay. I understand uh, the numbers and that's I have that happen to me too. I, yeah, I just don't put any, I, I don't put any weight into it. You just let it go. Yep. I don't try to improve that. I don't. Yep. I I, I love that. That's awesome. I, okay. I love that you have that. Yeah. I think I've recovered my self. Apologies okay. for losing my okay. train of thought earlier. So so I no, do no, no. I do I do hold it like like we're playing a game. I mean I I kind of like life is a to me life is a series of games. But I I don't like the word being used like I'm playing games with somebody like I'm purposely manipulating them for some evil intent. I sure. think of a game as more like baseball is a game. You know, you have sure. you play because it's fun and you have rules. You don't hit the you don't rush the pitcher and hit him over the head with the bat. There's you know, <laughs> there's but it is a game. And so, you know, that there I and I can hold dating as a game, too. And I. I play a game, yeah. but. And here, this is the thing that I think is the difference is I play a very specific and conscious game that is, I suspect is very different than the one most people play. Okay. And it's quite simply that my game is trust and authenticity. Th th those that's, that's like, that's the game I'm playing. Like, how do I bring my authentic self and how do I build trust in an, in an authentic way? Right. Not not manipulatively, but like legitimately, how can I figure out ways to, to yeah. build trust with this person? I love and, that. And that's it. Like that th that is I'm consciously aware that that is the game that I'm playing. And be and this is the key for me. It's like because that's the game that I'm playing. Most optimization strategies feel irrelevant to me, not all of them. I mean, I'm not saying that they they're completely pointless, but they largely feel irrelevant, you know, yeah. so like as an example, Somebody messages me. When should I message them back? When my intuition tells me when I want to, right? Like when it feels authentic to do so. That's it. That's the end of my thinking about that particular optimization, right? Okay. Do I ask somebody out on a second date? If it feels like they want to and it feels like I want to. Yeah. When? How long do I wait? Don't even, I don't care. If I yeah. want to do it right away, I'll do it right away. If I if I don't feel moved to, and then I feel moved to a week later, I do. I mean, yeah. kind of one of the nice things about that is, I mean, I guess not. You know, for, for people that aren't in touch with their intuition, that might be kind of a rough ride. Maybe they need like a, a battle plan. But if you're in touch with your intuition, it just becomes so much easier. 
you can just let go of a lot of the of like optimization and strategy and thinking about how to do something right and just i mean it's a little trite to say be yourself but just listen to sure. uh, just listen to my intuition and and the i would say the other piece of that that's cool is then i get practice listening to my intuition you know cuz i don't know about you but like sometimes i feel like i'm listening to my intuition but really i was doing it cuz i was afraid right and so if i if i'm sure. if i'm oriented towards i'm going to be i'm going to behave with authenticity i'm going to build trust in an authentic way and i'm going to act intuitively then i get to practice all the time when i fuck that up I'm, pr I'm practicing getting better at it. And then I'm practicing getting better at shit that I care about. You know what I mean? Like, cause I care about being a trustworthy, authentic person. Right. And so I yeah. actually get, because I play that game, I'm, I'm practicing things that actually matter to me, like fine tuning my intuition in life, you know? And so it, that's where I'm, not, you know, it, it's, I'm not sure if that's the answer to me. I fear that it feels a bit vague, but it also feels really, like solid in me and very important. And I could probably to like, to many things we would talk about strategy wise, I would just say, it doesn't matter. I just use my intuition, which is okay. Yeah. In a way could be framed as the cop out, but it also is just sort of like the way I operate, you know? No, no, no. Yeah. I, I love it. I don't think it's a cop out. And, and if, if, if I may, if I may just like kind of pursue that with a little bit of curiosity, totally. like, Trust and authenticity. I, I, from the instant you started talking about that, I, I like I, that. That is a big, deep value for me. And like mm -hmm. my lens or the way I see that is like, you know, if if I am looking for um, a partner, like somebody who I, I often see it like I, I want somebody who who sees me and who I can see them. And yep. I, and I think that task is so joyful and it's so complex. And and I, I just I find it. Yeah. I don't know. I find that aspect of human connection, especially romantic human connection, really, really amazing. So, I mean, yes, yes, yes. Like finding so the, a way to. So to, you to, want to, this? Like, if you could just bake it down to like Scott wants, he wants, he wants an authentic connection. He wants a person who trusts him and he can trust. I, I mean, honestly, I, I'm very fortunate. A lot of, and this maybe gets to to comfort and convenience, but like most things in my life, I'm very fortunate, very lucky in a lot of ways. Mm. I'm not like a super famous or rich or whatever, but like my, my basic needs, food, shelter, family, to an extent community, I think community is a struggle for all of us, but like mm -hmm. to, to a large extent, those things, I'm very fortunate. I, I have those uh, uh, strongly taken care of. Right. Yeah. For me, I find like that connection with another human. Like I, 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 I sort of feel like I have so much time on this earth what am I going to do with it? You know? Right. And c connecting with people is, I kind of think the most valuable thing. And for me anyway, um, you know, a romantic connection is in my experience has been just, just the best experience has been the most, right. has let me be, has let me lead a fulfilling life. Um, yeah. In a way that I just, I, I really appreciate. And I don't know, it's, it's just kind of what I want to do with the time that I have. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm going to, can I just pause? I just want to slow things down for just a second. So like, sure, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to, in some of the like relational intelligence training I'm done, I've done, I'm going to, I'm going to do something which is referred to as like offering, offering impact. So like, I just, I like, I, I was paying very close attention to what you were saying, not just with my head and the content, but with like my whole system. Right. And 
and that what you said impacted me and it impacted me in a very a couple of very specific ways and one is like i feel like i know you better right like i i feel the earnestness in that desire that you're communicating mm. you know um and that helped that helps me feel like in a way it's like safer with you or closer to you because like i want that too and i can feel like oh he honestly wants that and i don't see there's like a tribal like we're kind of in the same tribe there you know yeah, and that yeah. feels that feels really good. So that's that's one that's one impact, yeah. Um, and the other one is just noticing, like, how, how what's the right word? It's like this space that you're inhabiting is so much more. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe this. This space that you're inhabiting is so much more attractive than discussing strategy. Like oh, if totally. I just if I just like feel like like a platonic kind of you know attract like male platonic attraction friendship kind of attraction like yeah, i feel yeah, more yeah. i'm like i'm more drawn to be present with you when you're talking about you. those things than when you're talking about strategy yeah and and i kind of i really wanted to point at that because i i like i i wonder i i guess i just the, one of the lingering questions for me is if this is what you want and like, I, and I'm here, we are vibing about it right now and it feels really good to me. Then why not just lead with that? It's like, I guess it's my simple question. Why not just come from that place yeah. and, and forget about most of the rest of it. You see what I'm saying? I guess that's one I of do. my main challenges for you. It's just like, just, you could probably forget about a lot of that shit. Yeah. You know? Well, that's fair. I, and so I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like to think, and thank you, first of all. Thank you for for seeing that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank mm -hmm. you for being vulnerable and letting me vulnerable. Yeah, that's awesome. We just met, and I, I really appreciate that, too. Yeah, um, sure. I don't know. I, I, I think in terms of like what I'm doing with the pod or like what I'm talking about here, um, it's a fair point. I, I, I'm not sure that like the me that I bring to this podcast is always kind of the same me that I bring to first meeting someone. Um, on a dating app or not on a dating app. I, I, I right. do, I hope, um, and that, you know, this is a thing I work on in therapy. Um, I hope that I bring that sort of vulnerable, real, like get to what's important, like get to what drives me conversation. Um, right. And, you know, I, I don't like to talk about kind of the specifics of dating life on here, on here too, too much. But um, right. so I, I moved six months ago Um and again, for whatever reason, I think, I don't know why, but um, I have pet theories, but no like hard data. Um, things have been going a little better. Like Good. things have been feeling more optimistic. Fe things have feeling have been feeling less of a grind, less like a grind. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, I, I can think of times when I've been on dates with, with people where, yeah, I, I am able to sort of bring that, um, that, that, that trust and authenticity, that, that, that like genuine desire. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. Like I, I, what's my, what's my, what's my, what I want to put this? Like I would advise anyone to, to be as vulnerable as you can to express yourself as genuinely as you can in any medium where you're trying to meet someone new. And I, I think, but I think, I don't know. I think it's, it's good to acknowledge that I think that can be difficult on social media, on dating apps. Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. You, I think there's a lot sort of pushing us to curate ourselves, pushing us to um, um, edit, to, to, to be to be not vulnerable, to 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 
what's the word to like censor the thing, those kinds of things maybe. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I hope I do that. I guess I don't do that as much on the podcast. I try to make this a space of um, like less, less, less speaking passionately about specifically what I'm looking for and more about right. trying to. Right. Yeah. Well, and, make and it a space again, to I, talk about the process. I, I, it's, it's not my intention to denigrate strategy or being intellectual about it because I'm not anti those things. Yeah. Um, and there's just a simple observation. That there's like, there's this, there's sort of the Scott that, that has, that I'm listening to talk about strategy and there's a certain way that feels. And there's the Scott that talks about what he really wants. And there's a certain way that feels. And those are, those are very different, you know? And then yeah. I, I kind of map that onto, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's this, like, that seems like it kind of loosely maps to like, you're more like this kind of Scott when you're pre meeting them, them in person. It's all like, I got to get through all this bullshit to meet them in person. And then when you meet them in person, like, finally, I got to the place where I can like, just sit down with them and be myself, you know? And um, that's a great observation. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I wonder if you can bring more of that, the, you know, the, the thing that happens after the finally, if more of that yeah. can be in, in the whole experience, you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I love this. So, so good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but let me but let me kind of trans because because what I, let me let me tell you what I'm hearing through that though. Okay. So I I do mostly meet new people through the dating apps. Mm-hmm. Um, I I try to do I, I go to like Dungeons and Dragons meetups and like meet people who so do the cool. things I like to do. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, but honestly, mostly again, you can meet a thousand people that you wouldn't otherwise meet. So I I do mostly when I'm meeting someone new, it's it's because I met them on a dating app. Yeah. Um, I find it very challenging and, and I would, I could be wrong, but I would guess a lot of people find it very challenging to bring that trust and authenticity to a dating app profile or to those first few messages mm-hmm. where you're trying to get someone to trust you enough to text you or like talk to you on the phone. Um, I, I have little ideas and things that I try to do to bring that, but it, it sounds to me like, I don't know. It sounds to me like you're able to do that in a way um, I don't know that, that I find really admirable. So like, mm. h- how do you do that on a dating app? Like, h- how do you bring that trust and authenticity to the process earlier? Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Kind of let, yeah. So let's, okay. Let me, let me sit back and so th- there's a number of different ways I could take this. Yeah. So can, yeah, I'm going to make a request. Cause I think this might weirdly enough, even though we're in at this place, I actually think it might be useful to talk about what minimal strategies strategies I do use. Okay, for sure. Oh, that, totally. That can yeah. kind of inform what the, your question. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Okay, I'm cool. so curious. So yeah, yeah. So it right. So 80-20, right? Like let me take 20% of the actions that create 80% of those are close enough. That's that's kind of my framing. Okay. Um, okay. So and I would say in many ways, I, I the things that the kind of the strategies that you'd offered are are close or similar to the things I've done. I just don't do all of the ones I've heard, you know? So okay. do, are you familiar with Stephen Covey's work? I, maybe I can create a little better framer on this. Stephen Covey. He's uh, the no. guy, the seven habits of highly effective people was like his, oh, his oh, famous oh. books, but one of his other, his other big books was called first things first. And I'm, I'm, I'm just contexting it that way because kind of the bottom line of this whole, his whole philosophy of first things first is if you've got a jar and you're going to put as many rocks in it as possible, you put the big ones in yeah. first, right? So that's his, yeah. that's yeah. his whole yeah. deal is to put the big rocks in first. And so 
I was, I've actually been excited to talk to you about like, okay, like we've got, we can, we can talk about 8 million strategies, but like, let's bake it down to like, what are the big rocks? Like, what are the things that you, what are the really essential things that you need to get right in a dating profile or in like, in like your digital marketing, if you will, Yeah. where you can kind of forget about the rest because they're not nearly as important. Right. And I, I definitely have very strong opinions about this and we can start with mine or yours, or we can just kind of go back and forth. So how do you want to do it? I'm easy. Well, so what, okay. So when you're, when you're early on in the process and making a dating app profile, yep. what, what does putting the big rocks in first mean for you? There's two, there's two big ones and okay. they're both pretty simple for me. The first one is around pictures and the second one's around writing. Durr, right? Like these are the two, <laughs> these sure. are the two okay. things, right? You show yourself sure. and you kind of reveal your inside from writing. So, um, the, the, you know, the main sort of strategy I would advise anybody to do, it's sort of, it's almost an ant. I could, I could go at it from either angle, but let's just say it this way. Have somebody take pictures of you, preferably have yeah. somebody who has some artistic sense, take pictures of you. Do not take selfies. Huge mistake. Yeah. Like they look awful. <laughs> yeah. This where you're like holding out your, you can see your arm. It also yeah. like, it really like. I'm gonna, I am going to rant about this a little bit because this is one of those, this is one of the few things about dating apps or like people doing online profiles where I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like I have that kind of reaction, but like uh -huh. you take a selfie, not only does the angle terrible, but it's almost like the subconscious, like, don't you have any friends that could take a picture for you? Like, it's sure. just weird, yeah. you know? So have somebody who can competently take good pictures of you. Yeah. And I don't think I even need to give much more detail than that. I, I heard you say at some point you have to have at least one full body shot in there. I would tend to agree with that. I can, I can honestly say that if I run into a woman's dating profile where there's not at least one picture of them, they're, they're like full body. Yeah. That that's a, like a red flag or something. It's a, it's like a point against. So, and I, I do, I think the same for men. I think they should have, you should have one full body shot, but, but yeah. that's not even the big rock. The big rock is seriously have somebody take your pictures for you and let, and make sure that they're competent. Yeah. And I think if you just get that right, then the picture thing is going to be totally good. Right. Okay. There's probably yeah. a million more things you could say to fine tune it, but like, that's the essence of nailing the visual part of it. Okay. That, that's, like, that's, that's, yeah, it does. That's, that's the big, the big, the big picture rock. Yes. The, the okay. picture, so, big rock. Okay. Yes. I like so that's, that's the, that's the visual. And now the writing one is, I'm not sure if you're a writer, but I, I would consider myself a writer, although I haven't, you know, I haven't published a book, but I, I write a lot and I, I have to do, you know, writing type stuff for, for the content that I produce and I write yeah. blog posts and I even wrote the first draft of a book, which is bad, but <laughs> I did produce a hundred thousand words. I got to give myself some credit for that. That's what first drafts are for, right? Yeah, That's shitty cool. first draft. Exactly. So at any rate, and my heart, I feel like a writer, let's put it that way. And, and sure. I, and so in terms of writing, I think like one of the cornerstone pieces of good writing applies when you're writing a dating profile. And that is show, don't tell. And I, I swear, if you can just do that one thing, it pretty much takes care of a lot of the dumb shit you would do in, 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 a, in, in, your, in the writing portion of your profile. Like there's more I could say about authenticity, but show, don't tell is the thing. There's nothing worse than a laundry list of qualities. Sure. I might as well yeah. be reading the ingredients on a milk carton, right? So yeah. you cannot say you're funny. You cannot say 
right. almost anything. You cannot directly say anything about yourself. You have to show it. I mean, imagine you pick up your book from your favorite author and they're like, the hero was brave. That That's not how they do it. <laughs> they yeah, show right, right. it through action. Right. And so you have to, you have to get away from, from stating things and get towards how do I write in such a way that what's the right word impugns. That's not the right word, but there's a word like it, it, it communicates through the writing, uh-huh. right? The, the, the essence of who you are without you trying to state it in the exact language that if yeah. that's, that's what separates the good profiles from the bad hundred percent, huh. you know? And I mean, I've read profiles of all different kinds. Like I've read profiles where I'm laughing my ass off because they're so funny. I've read yeah. profiles where I'm almost crying because it's so touching and they're so vulnerable. But the thing that makes the difference is they're not doing the laundry list thing. They are, sh- they're, they're literally showing themselves through their writing. Yeah. And that, so that's it. If like, if you could do that, you're like 90% yeah. of the way there to, to the written portion. Well, so I think this is why maybe we both liked OkCupid because that, app or that that platform really let you yep. like bring your writing to bear it really let you kind of like use yeah. words to sort of describe oh God, whatever yeah. you wanted to which i did i did like that a lot um yeah. did you i mean when you found did you find it more attractive when you ran across somebody who wrote a really long thought you come across the profile of a woman and she had written a very long thoughtful well-written right oh yeah piece that percent. was more way yeah. more attractive right yeah 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 so well, be, for exactly the reason that you're talking about it, I, I guess. So, so, okay. So, so I think that is a way to begin to build trust and authenticity, which yes. I really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I guess, you know, the, the, I, I do think there is a challenge with, I, I mean, I think it takes a really skilled writer to, to show, not tell right. in like a Tinder profile or like a hinge profile when you're responding yes. to those little prompts. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that can be tricky. I'll say, okay, l- let me, let me bounce something off of you. Let me, let me give you like my strategy for trying to get at trust and authenticity Yep. Um, on some of these apps. And, and I, I'm interested to hear your take because okay. I don't know, maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I will always do my best to use voice and video. Like uh-huh. whenever I can on one of these apps, I'll try to do something where I'm able to respond to a prompt with me saying something that I think is funny. You know, I, I'm not I, like, as you say, I, hopefully I'm not saying, Hey, I'm funny. Hopefully I'm right. like making a joke that actually right. lands. Exactly. Um, or, or, you know, trying to, or, or I, I think on hinge for a while. Oh, I forget. I had some, there was some joke or something, but I just did a little video thing. Um, and like where they let you use voice prompts, I would always encourage someone to use a voice prompt. I, mm-hmm. I think we are, I think human beings, I think we're wired to glean information from voices um, mm-hmm. at, at a much higher fidelity. At, at, I think we learn so much more just hearing someone's voice um, uh, yes. than you do re- reading those words, right? And then when you when you get to actually chatting, um, I if, if I match with somebody and we start chatting, if it's one of the apps that lets you send voice notes or lets you send video notes, I will come in with one of those, like sometimes the second message, probably never the first message, but like sometimes the second or third message, I'll come in with like a, Hey, I hope it's okay for me to send you one of these little voice notes or a little mm-hmm. video message, whatever it is. Um, you know, I just kind of think this is a nice way to get to know somebody. You were asking about um, the, the pick in the profile where I was upside down uh, in a bar. 
this is actually what happened there. I don't actually drink that much or whatever. And, I, and then I would mm-hmm. like start talking about myself. Right. Just because I think, um, but, but again, I guess like as you're framing this, I think those are the things that I do to try and build trust and authenticity. The, the lens that I kind of see that through is like, and again, this is, this is interesting because we do, we do have a different approach on this. I do that stuff. There's a part of my brain that's like, look, if someone's going to think I'm not a match because of the way that I talk or something about me, I want to know that as early as possible. Yeah. Right. I, if, sure. I, if I'm not it for somebody, totally okay. Um, but I want to know that as early as possible before I, by, you know, mostly before I invest like that kind of emotional bandwidth into letting this person in, being vulnerable with this person. Because for me, <clears throat> that process is very, mm. um, that, that's, that's a real part of the process for me. But anyway. Do you feel like you're a good judge of character? That's a great question. I think, I don't know. I think I give people the benefit of the doubt a lot. And especially in dating, a matchmaker that I was working with um, kind of early on after my divorce, um, she's, she encouraged me to like always go on a second date. Like if I, if I go on a first date and it doesn't feel like, I mean, I, I guess it depends on what you mean by judge a character, but if I went on a first date and it felt like they were okay, there were no like, uh, clearly incompatible things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were able to have a conversation and I, I can kind of talk to anybody. Like I can I actually don't, I don't mean it that way. I don't mean, are you a good okay. judge of compatibility? That's to me, that's judge of compatibility. I'm talking about okay, judge okay, of char- okay. character. Like, is this a good person kind of, you know, or is this a crazy person? That was really more um, the, the intent of my question. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think so. I, I think in, mm, I think so. I think I've definitely matched with people who, Uh, in general, not on the dating apps. I think I'm a pretty decent judge of character. Yeah. On the dating apps, I've only, I'm trying to think of a time when I've like gone out with somebody who I just felt like, oh, you're not a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Not a person with integrity or not a, you know, and I, uh, I do give people a lot of benefit of the doubt. I think that's true about it. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is like you, Generally, you would say you're a good judge of character, and there's this quality where you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Does that sound like a, a decent bottom line? I think that's a very generous way to describe me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and part of the reason I asked is because I I see myself as being a good judge of character in that same way that I'm framing it. Like, I generally have a good bullshit detector. Mm. If somebody's, like, not, not a, a low-integrity person, I can usually figure that out pretty quickly. And I, and I think one of the reasons I was asking is because I'm realizing like if a, I hang a lot of how I do things in life, honestly, but especially the dating apps too, but as part of it on the fact that I am a good judge of character, like because mm. I am, I can be in a certain way. I can, I can let go of a lot of, you know, uh, I can let go of a lot of what protection maybe I might say, right. I can be a little more loosey goosey with how I, decide to interact with people. Cause I just trust that I'm going to get, I'm going to get the signal. What's going to ping me if there's something that feels off and then I can, you know, I can break contact or whatever I need to do in that situation. So maybe I'm trying to say for those, for the, for anybody who's a really, who knows they're really bad judge of character. I don't know if I have any advice because I kind of, 
that's like a grounding for me. And like everything kind of comes from that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It, it feels to me like you, like you're really able to like trust your intuition. Yes. I admire I, that. And I practice, I practice it. Right. It's like I said, because I've chosen to play authenticity and trust with authenticity as my game, then yeah. I'm, pra- then I'm practicing it all the time, you know? Yeah. And I, I screw up, but that's, that just helps me. This helps me do it better next time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have so many questions. So we're at an hour. Are you okay to go a little longer? Um, oh yeah. I mean, I kind of was thinking more like an hour and a half or whatever. Okay, cool. but I, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good for a bit. So before you go, there's one other thing I wanted to say you were talking about. You asked me if it was, uh, we've if, got pins and things all over the place, man. We I can know. talk for another hour well, if you I'll, want to. I'll get one. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get one, which was, uh, the voice memo is it like more authentic to do voice memos and stuff. And so oh. like my, I have a, my specific framing on that is there's a, it's a little bit of apples and oranges. It's like uh, text has, you know, a, there's like a, ch- like think about number of channels that are online is what I think. So text is like, you know, maybe one channel and then you add voice and you've got sort of somebody's insides and the sound of the voice and you add video and you've got another channel and then you got in person and it's like all the channels. And so more channels equals more context, right? Uh, and I actually think it's not quite that more channels equals more authenticity. I think you can oh. be very authentic in writing. I mean, have you, haven't you ever read something where you're like, it just cracks you open because you can feel the person's vulnerability. You never sure. met them. Yeah, you don't sure. know what their voice sounds like. And so, so I, I do think there's a, there's a difference there. So I'm not, I, I want to acknowledge that having more channels online does give you a more full experience, but I think you can, you can fine tune and get more in touch with your own authenticity, no matter the number of channels that you're, you know, that, that are, that are available. Right. And yeah, and I've had, I've had lots of experiences that kind of prove that to me that, that I can, I can read something and be moved or have a text exchange and be moved. And it's, it's, it's not the number of channels alone that makes the difference. And so I, t- I've, the only voice memo I've ever done was on hinge. And it was kind of like, cause mm. they, force you to do one. So I don't, I don't have a strong opinion on it. Um, it's nice to okay. hear people's voices. I mean, I, I, I liked it. So I, I guess I would, I, I, it doesn't feel like it fits into my strategy, you know? Interesting. It's that's I, interesting. again, focus much more on like the authenticity. And if, and if writing is the only thing that's available, then that's where I'm going to bring it or, and in the pictures too, right? Like if those, what are the available channels, whatever they are, I'm going to, uh, my, you know, my goal is to, is to be authentic. Um, okay. God, I love that. Okay, man, there, there are threads all over the place that I want to pull on with we'll you. We'll never get them okay. all, but yeah, let's just. We won't. <laughs> so there's two things that I want to kind of, kind of go back to if we can. Yep. Um, I, I, I think I cut you off. I, I would love to hear about like your, um, uh, and, and I get that like mostly your thing is like getting away from strategy, 80, 20, like put the mm-hmm. big rocks in first. Um, I'm interested to hear just like, like over, you've been on these things for years and years and years, I'm sure on and off you've been in relationships. Yep. Um, if, if you are looking to meet someone on the dating apps, I would love to hear just like over a month or two, mm-hmm. what it, what it looks like you using the app. Um, and then once, once whatever you got on that, um, mm-hmm. but I, I don't want to let you go without talking about, um, this intuition, I, I really admire this strong sense of intuition that you mm-hmm. have. And, and I'm wondering if, if, if you like, 
is, is there a practice you have that helps you find your intuition? I, I know you talked a little bit or you wrote to me a little bit about um, authentic, authentic relating and circling. You've done a lot of growth work around this. Yep. I want to know, like, if someone's listening and they're like, man, this Chad guy is like rock solid with his intuition. Mm. What can someone who wants to sort of like mm. walk down that pathway, where might their next step be? So yeah, yep. dating app process and then the, the, <laughs> the big important thing, intuition. Yes. And I, the, the one pin I have too is, because it feels like it's lingering, is about like how you had kind of asked, how do I bring more authenticity? Like, like even specifically, we could just talk about in the writing. You know, sure. it would be yeah. so. Those I can see those are totally three topics we could dig into. So, um, the intuition piece. So, similar to being like feeling like I've been a good judge of character. Well, actually, that's not true. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna correct myself before I get too far down that road. So, when I was younger, I need to give a little bit of context so I can answer your question. I'll I'll be brief. I I, I lived in my head. It's the easiest way to say it. Like I was, I was a smart. Mm you know, bookish, get straight A's, disembodied person, right? Hmm. And in that sense, and, and and my ability to sense things in terms of intimate relationship was a wreck, like really bad, you know, hmm. spent a long time talking about all the dysfunction I had to overcome. But let's just start with the fact that I was a head with no body kind of, right? Hmm. And a lot of the really, the almost all of the most important work that I've done has been becoming more embodied. So for, for folks that are stuck in their head, mm -hmm. that would be my biggest piece of advice is find ways to, 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 to live more, to, to move into your more fully embodied experience. Yeah. So, so as a, as a really simple example, I don't know if we yeah. actually need to, to like as an authentic relating game, but I'm not sure we actually want to play one, but like I could, I could describe one that would, that gives you a sense of like a, like a tool set that develops that there's a, the most simple introductory game in authentic relating games is called the noticing game. And it really is just like, I say something I'm noticing, maybe it might be a body sensation or emotion, an emotion I'm having or whatever. And then you, you know, then that may or may not have some impact on you. And then you say what you're noticing and you just kind of go back and forth that way for a few minutes. And sure. so, you're, and you're, and, and, you know, in, in, in authentic relating, you're doing that sensing with another person. So you're literally doing it in relationship and almost inevitably some of what you're feeling is, is sensations that are in the relational context. So you're beginning to develop like a tuning fork or an attunement for how your body gives you information when you're in a relation, a relationship connection. Does that make sense? Yeah. It and so, effect, so just yeah, a lot of sense. out of head into body, there's probably tons of ways to do it. Um, circling and authentic relating are, are, are two of my favorites that I always called them like personal development rocket fuel. I, as I mentioned before, I'm kind of a personal development junkie and I just haven't found anything more effective at like overall that piece where like you're, you're, you're subject to something and then you, you can become aware of it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever found anything more effective for just that having that process happen over and over again. And of course, if you care about relationships and intimate relationships, developing your relational awareness is a pretty big deal, you know? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's certainly a practice I could recommend, but I, I do think the, at a more fundamental level, it's just maybe one way to say it is your, your deepest, I believe I'll, I'll keep it personal. I believe my deepest intuition lives in my full embodied experience. 
I cannot access my intuition by thinking about shit. I have to feel everything, including my thinking. I'm not saying shut out your mind, but yeah. it's, there's this way it all can operate together if you if you allow it, if you include it. And that's that's where I think most of the intuition, the intelligence of intuition shows up. I and I, I would honestly, I would agree. Like the work I've been doing, I'm not sure that I've done as much work as you have done, but some of the work that I've done in personal growth, a mm-hmm. lot of it for me that feels very um, productive and, and useful is yeah, just learning to listening, learning to listen to like my physical body. Like sometimes yep. it's like my my quads are sore or something, and it's like well because I went to the gym or whatever. But like no, like at, yeah, in this moment, as I'm talking to somebody or as I'm thinking about something, there's this thing in my body, and for whatever stupid right. reason, it's in my legs. Mm. Um, and like the act of I don't know, just to echo what you said, I, I definitely yeah, the act of just listening to your body is something mm. that's definitely a game changer for me. Yeah. So I can actually offer another really simple example. Yeah. And this was, my mom actually gave this one to me. I I love its simplicity. And she, so her framing is whenever I'm trying to make a decision on something, you know, I've got A or B, I'm trying to decide, it doesn't even matter the thing you're trying to decide, right? You're trying to decide A or B. And she'll she'll close my eyes and I'll just focus on A and I'll feel what that feels like in my body. And then I'll stop and I'll focus on B and I'll feel what that feels like in my body. And Almost every time, not every time, because there's there's you know there's some skill and attunement. If A and B are very close or whatever, or you uh-huh, have conflicting uh-huh. need, if there's conflicting needs, maybe it will be. But like almost all the time, one of those will feel kind of like more like some kind of version of like expansive, opening, moving towards, heart opening, and the other one will feel like closing up, shrinking, fearful, right? Yeah. And, and it just by doing that simple like pause and like focus on one and feel and then focus on the other and feel not only I think most of the time it just makes the decision obvious, which is nice. Right. But that sure. process itself begins to further attune you to be able to feel the subtleties even more when there's even harder decisions that are closer together. Right. So that's kind of another example. Really simple, yeah. but very effective example of like I love that. developing intuition. I- and I mean, I, I, it sounds like you are much further down this journey than, than, than I am. But something I might ask about is, is when someone is, is early in that journey, let's mm-hmm. say someone is listening and they're like, I haven't done any of this kind of work at all. And for a lot of people, um, you know, when you sit at a screen all day doing mm-hmm. the job that you do to, to make ends meet, which is yep. like a lot of folks have to do. I think it's very easy to be a person who does get stuck in your head, right? I think there are a lot of things for a lot of people that tell us like the the, the thinking that you do in your head and the typing you do on your keyboard, that is what literally makes you valuable, right? And yes. I think that can really pull so you're us getting away those from- cultural signals or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that's what we do, right? And so, I, and I guess my question, yeah. <laughs> so I guess my question is like, can you remember back in the beginning of your journey or like mm-hmm. if you deal with folks who are early on in that journey- I think early on, like as you say, like the more you do this, the the more nuance you can maybe feel, and that I think that's been, I think that's been my experience. Like the more you do this, yeah, the more you learn to trust it, the more it will like tell you when mm-hmm. you're like, hey, what is this thing bouncing around like in the cavity in my chest right now? That's right. something. Let me listen to that. But I think it, is it fair to say like, or I guess I just want to ask your experience mm-hmm. in the beginning when you first try to do that, listening to your body, when you first try to be more embodied. I think it can be frustrating because mm. a lot of times you stumble. You're, you're not there yes. yet. Your body isn't used to doing that. 
Right. And if the answer is no, that's okay. But like, do you have oh, any no. advice? Or I, do you have any I, wisdom? Yes, I, I think I do actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's I, what I want. That's what I want. Because so, and this is where like, because I've not just taken courses and things like circling, I think, but I've done trainings. And so I've, I've, you know, I've worked with people who are in, it's almost like it's easier for now. It's easier for me to be able to draw answers to those questions by thinking about how I've showed up in my trainings than personally. Cause I've cut, I, there's a certain point where I just, I almost like forget how, <laughs> how disembodied I was. Like I've been living in my body so long. It's like, it's, it becomes harder and harder to relate to it. But I, if I do, a tra- if I'm like leading in a training or assisting in a training, I'm seeing people who are in that place. Right. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. with them in that struggle to like move into a more embodied place. And like w- one of the most, one of the most common examples is, you know, somebody will like tune in and they'll just be like, I just don't feel anything. Like, what are you talking about? You know? Sure. Like, you want me to feel my body? What does that mean? Right. They're just, they're, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm feeling. Okay. And so, and it's, it really sounds like almost like a dumb trick, but it, it actually is a really like classically meditative move to just say, that's like, first thing is not, not to not invalidate, right. To not say, of course you feel something like that's only going to make somebody run away. It's just like, so you're, yeah, you, you, you can't feel anything. And what's, what's that like for you that you, that like you, I'm asking you to, to sense something like, but what, like, what is the nothing like for you? Right. And that, that is actually, because the thing that you need to do is not feel something. It's to bring your attention to the feeling space. Do you understand the difference? I think so. It's like, if somebody says, I don't feel anything, that's fine. I'm just going to ask them to bring their attention to the feeling space again. Oh, you don't feel anything. Like, what's that like for you? You know, what, yeah. what, what is the quality of that? Nothing, which honestly, like, again, it seems like a weird, dumb trick, but like, it's, it's only because it literally is a meditative move. You're just pointing the person back to pay attention to the felt sense. And they are feeling something. They're feeling the sense of nothing. Do you see what I'm saying? Sure. And it's some, then usually like, if, you know, it's everybody's journey is different, but usually then somebody you know that a few rounds of that and then nothing starts to feel different even if it's like yeah it's not it's a it still feels like nothing but now i notice i'm not as scared as i was when you asked me the question oh and that's a little shift right and 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 and, and so it's it really is a lot of it, it it's you know it's called it can be referred to as relational meditation because of that because you're you're continually bringing your awareness to the quality of the connection in this moment or to the quality of your own internal experience at this moment. And the, the development comes from you. Just like when you, if you're doing Zen meditation and you're like, I'm focusing on my breath. And then you're thinking about your car payment and you, yeah. you're then you're like, I'm not focusing on my breath. And what do you do? You bring your attention back to your breath. Right. And so in a similar yeah. way with intuition and relational intelligence, you notice when you've fallen asleep, if you will, and you bring your attention back to the object of the meditation. So if the object of the meditation is my felt sense in my body, it can, it can be anything as long as you're bringing your attention to it. That's, that's the movement that matters. Does that make sense? It does. It does. It does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, I love that. I hope I didn't um, over describe that, but it really feels just so important. It's like a, such a big key. 
Sure. Yeah. So I mean, so to me, that sounds like a technique. And, and what I want someone listening to, to sort of maybe get is is one technique that they can maybe lean on as they're as they're maybe first exploring, mm-hmm. like how do how do I get embodied? How if if I feel like I don't have a strong sense of intuition that's helping me in this in this journey, this quest for finding intimacy, how can I things I can do things like little things I can do to help me build an intuition in myself that I can trust. And then so from that, I want to segue because it seems like you have a strong sense of that. How, and it doesn't have to be like specifically about that uh, uh, authentic relating or whatever, but like, mm. how do you, this person with a strong intuition, seeking trust or t- seeking to bring trust and authenticity, how do you do that when you're actually using, let's say something like Hinge and you use it on a web app? But like, what does that look like? Because okay. that to me, I'm curious it. about this that. Is, yeah, 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 totally. Okay. So <laughs> I don't have a canned answer, which I'm actually, I like that. And so I'm, I'm going to need to meditate for a bit on it. So the, I mean, the visual presentation, I don't, I don't worry about it beyond the thing I already advised, right? Have somebody okay. who has, has some artistic sense take pictures of you. The writing is more important for me. Like the, the authenticity of the visual is, am I portraying myself accurately? Like that's, that's, that's all the complexity I need of it f- or from it, right? Okay. The, okay. the, the writing is a, is a little more important and, and, a, and, and more challenging, I think, in some ways, right? Because- sure. You can have a competent photographer take pictures of you. You you can't really, you can have a writer help you, but you can't really have somebody reveal in writing who you are, right? Like that's your thing to do. So, you know, and you, you might be bad at it. Some people aren't as good at writers. And so you just have to practice to get better, right? And and I really do feel like the, to the guiding principle is this whole show, don't tell thing. Yeah. Um, but beyond the show, don't tell thing, I think your question is more like, well, okay, how do I show my authenticity? How do I show my true self in my writing? Right. That might be, that might be a that, more, like a more pointed question. And especially add on, like you don't have okay Cupid's 25 paragraphs or unlimited length to do it. You have a couple sentences, right? Like well, that. Yes. But I, I guess let, let me, let me explain my curiosity a little more. Okay. Like, okay. Yes, we don't have OkCupid anymore because the other thing that Cupid really did well is like let you filter. Like if mm. if I know that I really value, let's let's say I've I've done some work and I know that I value certain things about myself and I feel pretty confident that I'm looking for a romantic partner who values mm. X, Y, and Z. Um, doubles in the details in there. You can certainly go overboard with that, but like if I've got a if I if I have a decent sense of sort of generally who I'm looking for, that's going to let me sort of focus in on the people who are showing those values in their writing or just like literally answering the okay cupid questions that way right but but you know even without that if we're just looking at like the apps with the pictures and the blurbs and maybe a voice note if you're if you're spending let's say two or three months on on apps exploring putting yourself out there trying to meet somebody how like right right the tools you have are typing messages maybe sending a voice note maybe sending a video looking mm. at pictures, swiping, sending likes, sending super likes, whatever. Like, uh, how do you, how do you go through a couple months of that process? Um, uh, 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 in a way that, cause it, cause it sounds to me like you don't get burnt out on this. Like, like, do you, do you like use them for a while and then hang them up for a few weeks then go back to them? Or like, are you able to just like, the turnaround's not quite like that. You, usually the, usually my online, well, again, like, more the web the web app thing than than apps. I think that helps me. It was yeah, that's one of the things, that's one of the things I've realized. But at any rate, I would say 
how I'm on them or not is more driven just by like what's going on in my life. So for example, when I first got here to do my homesteading thing, I'm sleeping in my car, I'm busting my ass to build a house. Like I'm not on the apps. I'm fucking busy, you know? Yeah, you're like busy literally building life. a house. Exactly. So so it's more like that. You know, I don't I don't know if I've ever had like just burnout from the app from just using the app. You know, I've got enough going on in my life that it's more, I actually, this is probably helpful for me too. It's like, I have a very, like my life is full and really the struggle is more often, how do I fit in looking at the dating app with all of the engaging things that I have going on? So I'm not sitting around with hours every day available. So they're not sucking. They're not, I have no attention to command. I've got it assigned everywhere. So I have to bring some of it in to do the dating app. So it doesn't really get to the point where I'm burned out if you will, because I love I just, it. That's awesome. yeah, it's more of like, yeah. So there's that. Um, I think, okay. So I'm, you may, this might be something that your listeners can, can reference because it's, it was from a, a fairly famous movie called the big short. If you, you've seen that one, right? Yeah. So that was a book. I actually right haven't now. seen it, but I'm familiar. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, but the, all about the 2008 financial crisis. So one of the yeah. crazy characters in there, you know, he, he, one of his lines was like, you know, I met my wife on a dating app and, you know, I put, and he's, I forget the phrasing exactly. It's like, I'm a medic, I'm a medical student with $145,000 in debt, a poor, so, you know, weak social skills and a glass eye. And her, his, his future wife wrote back and said, you're just what I'm looking for. And she meant honest, right? So first thing I would say is that's not the approach I would take exactly. But like the spirit of it should communicate something, you know, that he let it rip and there was somebody out there who, who was called to that, you know, and this is, this is part of what, okay. So like, like I, I go back to like where you were talking about what you wanted, you know, yeah. and I think to myself, yeah, that's what I want too. And people that I want to be with, I think they want that too. And so then the it's almost like I begin to ask this obvious question of like, well, then what's going to be attractive about my presentation? It's going to be one of the most attractive things is going to be they feel that for me. They feel that authenticity, you know? Does that make sense? It does. It does. It does. Yeah. I, I guess. So it's like, you know, I don't, it's like clever or whatever, all that stuff. It kind of, it's like not the prize, you know, the prize is, can I communicate my authentic self? And so like in my, in my hands profile, one of the things I said was, you know, I, I live, I basically live in a tent in the woods. If that scares you, you probably shouldn't write me. Right. So I'm, That's com great. I'm communicating information, you know, I'm, I'm painting my world, but, but it also says something about me that I would say that, right. That's to me, there, there's a lot of show. I did tell my living situation, but, but the show is like, I've made these choices in my life that are a little different. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to be able to hang with that if you want to hang with me. Right. And, yeah, and there, yeah, and there yeah. is, it's not like there's a zero vulnerability in me revealing that because some people are going to look at that and go, Ooh, you know, but yeah, the truth yeah, is yeah, like, totally, those totally. are, those are not my, those are not the people. This is my life situation. And I did choose it. So, so I really do have to filter out those folks. Like when you talk about filters, I think one of the most effective filters is, by if I can communicate my authenticity well enough, 
everybody that's like, eh, not for me, that's an awesome filter, right? Because Absolutely. if they have that, yeah. if I've really done a good job of like communicating my essence and they're like, eh, not for me, they've pre-filtered. They're never even going to contact me. We're not going to waste each other's time. You yeah, know, they've filtered themselves out for you. I, I, I agree. I, yeah, I really so agree that's, with that. That's a big, I, yeah. that's a big deal. Um, and there's, I would say there's also like, if we go back into the strategy piece a little bit, there is, there is a, it's a very difficult to talk about, but there's like, there's a balance between, you know, vulnerability is I think also something most people are attracted to when it's, when it's authentic, you know, when it's not like vulnerability, like poor me vulnerability, but like legitimately somebody's like opening themselves up to be, to be seen, you know, and that I really kind of feel like that is, a, it's, it's an art and a skill. Like to be able to reveal myself in a way that is authentic, but also is like objectively impactful for people is, is really kind of an art, you know? And so the, the way I've, one of the ways I've framed it is authenticity is not hooking your brain up to a microphone. <laughs> you know, every thought that comes through your head is not your authentic self. That's just the noise of consciousness. You know, to me, authenticity yeah. is more like, it's, it's the things that you have chosen as like who you want to be as a person, you know, it's much more like, it's not thought driven, it's value driven, I would say more, sure. more so. So, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I, 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 so I, I often say that like, I, I think the truth is a very difficult thing to tell. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested in like telling people my truth, but like it takes, and I mean, every, anyone listening to this knows that I, I just babble forever. Um, but you know, it, it, it is hard. I do find it hard sometimes when you're talking about really deep, inner, vulnerable things. Like it takes practice and it takes um, mistakes and learning uh, ways to think about these things and, and just like term terminology and phrasing, mm. like ways to put into words uh, when you're communicating with someone else. Like this is my inner self. This is my my vulnerability. I, I, I mean, I, I think we're mm -hmm. just kind of close to what you're saying. Like it takes that, that part does take work and practice, um, which, you know, thank yes. you so much for taking the time to, to practice that with me. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wanted to, so, okay. You were talking about, or you, or you mentioned like vulnerability, like being vulnerable in a way that is impactful to someone else. And, and that kind of, yeah, I hadn't quite um, ever framed it that way before, but I think, I think there's, there's a big truth in that, you know, there's an, in, there's an inner and an outer experience to it. There's like what I'm, you know, I'm feeling vulnerable, but there's still an impact on, you know, like if we're communicating and I share something vulnerable with you, I'm feeling vulnerable and you're feeling the impact of my vulnerability, right? There's, there's actually more than one thing going on there. Sure. And so I'm not sure if I'd call it authentic vulnerability, but like, <laughs> it sounds weird to say it this way, but like if effective vulnerability, true vulnerability, I'm not sure what the right qualifier is. I think it, it does First of all, it feels a little scary for the person being vulnerable, but for the person being impacted, it feels impactful, right? So, so maybe you know to kind of get a little more strategic, I would say if you're if you're not saying something in your writing that feels a little scary to say to reveal, you're probably not being vulnerable enough, right? I love that. But if you're saying that. something where where people are like TMI. And ask me if that's the right way to frame it. If you're saying something where you don't feel safe, like you're like, I just said something that doesn't, then you're probably taking things a little too far, right? There's so that, that, and I, that's everybody's, 
everybody's place is individual in that. I think it's more of a subjective experience, but I, I believe I can say with a pretty high degree of confidence, if you care about communicating authentically, you have to feel a little vulnerable in your, in what you've written, at least a little. I would agree. Right. And that's not, you're not talking about the weather. You're not talking about your job. None of that's bad or wrong, but that's not vulnerable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I say, you know, and and this is one of the ways, um, and we should, we should wrap it up here, but I, I, you know, one of the things to kind of get get back to uh, dating apps as sort of a subset of, of social media, Mm -hmm. I think that can be one of the pitfalls that a lot of people, um, and and this is men and women alike, I think, and, and obviously cishet, you know, but like, um, I, I, I think the social media on social media, we are often encouraged to post things and express things that as many people as possible will appreciate, right? Mm-hmm. The mechanism there is to get, get that little number in the red dot as high as possible to get as many likes, right? You want to say something that is appealing to as wide an audience as possible. Yeah. But what you're saying, which I think is really wise is in a dating app, if you're looking to connect with, uh, you know, if, if you're looking for something and you know what you're looking for, you, you, you really want to appeal to just those folks who you're looking for, right? It's scaring away the folks that are not what you're looking for. I think that it's, can feel very weird, yep. but it's what you want to do. It's probably what you want to do. I mean, I, you said it some something to this effect in one of the other podcasts or maybe one of your, you know, the um, consultants you did said it took, or, you know, worked with said it, which was like, you're only, you're only looking for one person. There might be 10,000 people you could meet, but you, if you, if what you want is a partner, you're only looking yep. for one person. If you scare away everybody else with that one person, you win. <laughs> yeah, that's success. <laughs> right. And so I would lean more because that's the truth of it, because there's so many people out there and you're, and most, you know, if you if you, if monogamy is your deal or partnership is your deal, you're really only yeah. looking for one, then lean towards, lean towards talking to that one person. Right. Like maybe that's a really great orientation. It's like, I'm not writing this profile for 10,000 people. I'm writing this profile for one person. I don't know who that one person is, but I'm writing for that one person. Yeah. I think that might focus people's writing a little more if they thought of it that way. I I would agree. Chad, brother, uh, unless there's anything else that you're just like burning, you got to say, I feel like I could talk to you for for hours here, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. We didn't, we didn't even get to AI and dating or polyamory. We didn't get into that, which if you ever want to come back on, uh, happy to have those chats. Um, (laughs) AI is going to wreck dating and many other things. uh, Yeah. Let's, there's a whole can of words. Within the next Um, two years, we won't be able to tell who's real and who's not. That's, that's my two sentence on AI. And dating. I, I can't say you're wrong. I, yeah, yeah that's going to be fascinating. <laughs> not good news. Um, yeah. But, but listen, the good news here, uh, I, I appreciate you re- reaching out. Uh, we know each other through a mutual friend and, and, and bringing vulnerability and, and honesty to this man. I, um, I, I really appreciate it. I really, really do. So thank you for reaching out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you ever want to come back on and talk some more, uh, just let me know. The, the, it the seems like open. we have threads, threads are hanging, so we we probably could, and I'd be I'd be open to that. And this this I'm was so here. this was really fun, very energizing for me. So I'm glad I'm glad you got to glad. Do it. Okay, yeah. anybody uh, still listening? Thank you so much for keep sticking with us. Um, life to live dot dot one. Go check out chat there. There's all kinds of social media stuff. Um, and yeah, maybe next time we can even dig in more on like homesteading and how that balance between vitality and comfort and convenience i would love to hear more about all yeah, that. Lot, but anyway to say there. thanks Not man thank you so much thank you so much yes yeah thanks everybody for listening um 
and yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon. And that's uh, that's my my little chat with uh, Chad. Little, I say a little. It's an hour and a half. If you made it this far, thank you so much for hanging in there. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, big big thanks to um, uh, Chad Phillips for for hopping on for chatting with me. I do hope that we get the chance to to talk some more. I got a lot out of it. Um, and yeah, I think I think having folks on here more than once for me anyway is a lot of fun. I don't know for you folks out there if you like it, but. Um, I certainly do. So hopefully it'll happen. Um, so yeah, Chad, thank you, man. Thank you for joining. Thank you for your uh, for your honesty and your vulnerability, and for um, and for hopping on in time, talking talking shop about important stuff. I, I really appreciate it, man. Um, and of course, thank you to um, a person who will remain anonymous, but our mutual friend who connected us. Uh, thank you so much. Appreciate you listening and for having the thoughts. Uh, to 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 connect us that was really uh, ended up being really awesome okay um, for everybody thank you so much for listening um, this is a passion project thing and if you're still if you're still if you've still got this in your ears um, I really do appreciate it um, you can reach out at at wish you all the best pod on Instagram um, and that's it if you've got any ideas or thoughts or if you want to come on the show and talk to me about modern dating um, I am all ears uh, thank you so much for uh, for 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 listening um and yeah we'll come back again with something hopefully uh hopefully hopefully soon thanks so much